Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I could go for some wing guru. Just, uh, you know, open up my sinuses. Always, and it will open you up. But it's also the taste. It's also just how exquisite the flavors are at the Wing Guru. And good news, if you are a fan of the Memphis Grizzlies, you will certainly want to listen up for this. Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be out at the Wing Guru, Mount Moriah location, 5699 Mount Moriah, this Saturday. Autograph and picture opportunities. So, I believe Jason will also probably be making appearance for autograph and picture opportunities as well. Is that is that fair to say? Um, I'm already on the wall out there. Okay, so you will not have to show my up. My presence that. Is, is out there all the time. I'm omnipresent because my saying is on the wall, as is yours. No, go get your see, meet a real celebrity, Jaron Jackson Jr. John always trying to be funny. Did you leave out the time? That's important. From four to six this weekend. 5699 Mount Moriah. Y'all know we helped open it up. It's the original location. Wing Guru always have a special dear, dear place in our hearts. And it's because Billy trusted us to tell you about the product. No question about that. It's just because the chicken's so dang good. Go try the Nashville Hot. You'll love it. I'm getting about a weekly fix now. Have to. I'm back. I'm back in, baby. Weekly. Going over to the Wing Guru. 5699 Mount Mariah, Collierville, all over this world now, down in Houston, Nashville, everywhere else. When you see Billy Richmond, you tell him that Jason and John sent you. I love it when Lenny hits that joint right there. And when you see Jaron, you love when Lenny hits that one. Yeah. Lenny's an artist, man. My love Yeah, man. Love that one. I love it when the, when, the, when the endorsement lasts just long enough to hear that. My favorite thing. I don't love when you sing. No. I think it's an acquired taste. I don't think anybody's tasting that. Uh, it's a blessing. I don't sing for everybody, you know, so you should feel very privileged to to get any kind of audition, you know, or any kind of taste or glimpse of, you know, my, my vocal talents there. As many people know, I did play the recorder, uh, you know, back in the day, so my musical talents are well documented by this point. Dion would tell that trash, get out. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I ain't playing for Dion. How about that, you know? I'm coming. 
Yeah, I'm coming to clean out the trash. That's what the Grizzlies said <laughs> last night to the Miami Heat. They sure did. John. I'm coming. I think you could, we, that, we need to get that clip. We need to get that clip and just use get it as one, a yeah. uh, as a sound. I'm coming. I'm coming. Dion was given a sermon last. 100. Well, I guess it was whenever it was. It wasn't yesterday. It was Sunday or Saturday, and you know, Santiago Dama double double. I'm coming. <laughs> Grizz coming. <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably but Grizz coming after each one of them probably would work pretty good. Kenny Grizz Chandler, coming for that one spot. Nine points, five rebounds, diving on the ball on the on the floor. And you're messing it ball. up with your bumbling. I'm coming. Grizz coming. I'm coming. Um, yeah, look, we we talked about this at the beginning of the show, and you know, normally, it's it's, it's you know, you you save days like this, you know, for wins against. Warriors, Clippers, Suns. What does it mean? What does it mean? Because that is sort of the temptation that many, many fall into. Is like you want to inject into every win, into every loss. What does this mean for everything, for the world around us? And tell us why you're not guilty of that this time. Because that, my friends, of 82 was a significant one. Um and it was significant for, I mean, look, a lot of reasons. It was significant because the Grizzlies were down seven players. It was significant. Like, even if it was against the Hornets, as an example, it's still impressive because you're down seven guys. You're leaning on, you know, rookies and and, and, and guys who are going to be splitting time back and forth. Did Kenneth Lofton make an appearance last night? Mm-mm. He did not. Okay. Um, I know that was me. That was being talked about. Yeah. But you're, you know, still, I mean, Kennedy Chandler is a guy who, you know, you would not be surprised to see spend some time there, et cetera. Um, Santel Dama was, you know, a, a hustle all star last season. Um, David Roddy was having to start. Yeah. David Roddy. I mean, so even if it's against the Hornets, it's still impressive to get that done. Um, but again, let's just sort of break down how this happened. The Grizzlies, after sort of getting punched in the mouth early, Heat are making everything. Mm-hmm. They come back. They're leading at the half. They're up fifty-eight to fifty-one. Okay, so is this going to go like Brooklyn when Kevin Durant had four points at the half and he just exploded in the third and the fourth against your second unit, or or what's this going to be? Well, it was not like that at all. After initially, yes, once again getting punched in the mouth beginning of third quarter, Grizzlies come back. Grizzly stabilized. Everybody calmed down just a little bit. And uh, they end up winning the second half as well. They win the game. They win the game outright. Um, massive underdogs at the house. I mean, five and a half for a team like that is about as big as that number is ever going to be. For the Grizzlies, team that's third in the West, fourth in the West, whatever they were for yesterday. Um, and and they beat a Miami Heat team that had just beaten the Boston Celtics at their place uh, on Friday night. Again, folks, at their place. At Boston. They went into Boston, who is number one in the East, and they beat Boston at their place. Boston wasn't resting nobody. Boston had their whole team out there. Miami did that. Miami went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, and they were a couple inches away from going to the NBA Finals. And they're getting back. And the only reason why they're under five hundred this year is because Jimmy has not been playing. He has not been healthy. They've had guys in and out. Seven games, I think, he missed before he got back. Um, they're they're going to be relevant again in the in in the Eastern Conference, right? I don't know if they'll be as good as last year because PJ Tucker doesn't play there anymore, but they're still going to be relevant. Um, and and for the Grizzlies to come out with their second and third unit and to say, "Damn all of that, damn what you thought this was going to be," uh, you're gonna you're gonna leave here with an L. I I really do. As as Grizz lore goes, I think that is as impressive a win as you can get in a regular season, like without Ja, of course. 
there are games like if the if the Grizzlies beat the Celtics, you know, it, it, that's going to matter. That's going to be one where you're like, okay, let's sort of extrapolate this. I'm extrapolating. Milwaukee bro. coming up on, yeah, the, Milwaukee. on, on the 15th. It's a big one. You know, you when know, they come here. Warriors on Christmas. You know, but I'm this is this is a win where you can extrapolate. You can't do that with every single win in an NBA season. You'll just you'll you'll wear yourself out, Jason. You really will. You'll exhaust yourself. You can't do that. But I'm extrapolating on this one, bro. Because to me, that underlined, all right, this team is, you know, from a national perspective, people are probably going to be pretty lazy about it. They're just going to say it's Ja and a couple of other guys. That's what they fell into last year, not realizing just how important a guy like Desmond Baines' emergence was. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, well, now they're looking and they're saying, uh, you know, there could be somebody else. Like Santi Aldama might be this year's Desmond Bain. Not quite to the level, but you get where I'm coming from. You know, like you've got another guy emerging who can maybe take some load off of Ja. This is not just Ja and the Pips here, ladies and gentlemen. This is Ja Moran and a team, a team of guys who I think, against anybody in the NBA, have a chance in seven games. Well, a lot of a lot of what you state is is I agree with everything you said. A lot of it's related to the level of player you got right and obviously the front office who has drafted and brought in these guys. But I'll go back to a point you made early in the show. You got to give Taylor Jenkins a ton of credit in terms of, okay, here's what I've got with the start of season. Didn't include Jaron. You start out defensively, not looking anything like what you do here, talking about getting back to a culture. And then still through changes, through guys in and out, you've been able to mold it back into uh, this outfit that's now 14th defensively, 8th offensively, and it's looking like a team all of a sudden that, okay, that, that's having the look of a team that could win the West. That, that's what, So back to the point we were talking about it with Jess. So Monty missed out a couple of years ago on Coach of the Year after finishing second. I think they gave it to Tibbs that year, right, but comes back last year on a year where they yeah. rolled to the one seed, yep. gets Coach of the Year. They keep doing things like last night. Go, go, go back to your point about – how big some of these wins can be. Yes. Those are the kind of wins where you look and say, how the hell did Taylor Jenkins, and how did he win it? How did he win that game yep. going against a Miami team that's trying to win, to your point, that's mostly healthy? Yep. How the hell you get that win? Taylor Jenkins got to get a lot of the credit no, for I, it. He, as, he should. as much as those players and yep. as much as that front office has done a, a, a job of putting them there and yep. then developing everything else, Taylor Jenkins is a big part of this. He like is. this dude is, is. is getting to a point where he's going to earned himself as a he, reputation a reputation of one of the best coaches in the league because now you're putting it together year after year in a way. And so, man. I, I like, think it's because, like, you know, Taylor Jenkins is not like this uh, – he's not like this super fiery guy. He's not like – he doesn't have, all, you know, these, these – these, you know, memorable press conferences, you know. So, we you know, he's not like a darling of, of NBA media, right? But – on the buy-in, man, he he is a hell of a coach on getting when guys you, to buy-in. When you peel back the curtain. You almost have curtain, to. You don't have a choice. When you peel back the curtain, it is no different than what Eric Spolster is doing in Miami. Yeah. It is it is it is no different, right? Because if we're going to sit here and we're going to say, well, Eric Spolster has instilled a culture in Miami that if they're if they're missing Jimmy Butler or Bam or or Hero or whoever, and they can still beat the class of the East, then you have to apply the same exact thing to what the Grizzlies did last night. Um, because I think there are a lot of NBA teams and a lot of NBA coaches who could not have done that. Well, to the other point about it, you're not just you're, would not you're, have done that. You're managing egos too. You know, I, I, was it Brian Hill that Orlando? We were going back to that Orlando 
point, that example yes. of yes. Penny and, and Shaq getting jealous over Penny. And that's right. When you've got emer- the Grizzlies have emerging young superstars. That's the, like what are we do. talking about? Bain here looks like a guy who a st- Jaren's that with Ja. They're all stars, but I think Taylor too, in terms of the way he stirs the drink. Ja's a lot of it. We know when you got a guy that's you know willing to lead in the way he does. Right, not just actions, everything else, but lift other guys up too. You get behind that. But Taylor Jenkins done a hell of a job just in terms of, of, of that mix, stirring that up, keeping these guys' egos in check for the most part. It's still all about team, even though you've got some what look like some damn individuals. You got some superstar power individually. Mm-hmm. You're keeping it looking like a team. And then again, hell, you seven of them unavailable last night, and you're still winning with the guys that are on the back of your roster, the guys that'll be it's on insane. the on the hustle roster, you're still winning with. So Taylor Jenkins gotta make sure that in this three hours, we give him his respect, Bert. No Dude could be your coach of the year and should I, be I should be ready. leading it right now, probably. I mean, do you give Missoula the, the uh, you know a look? No, because again, the roster. I keep making the money point because again, when you've got last year too a second place finish in coach of the year default, that that's part of winning it this year. Yeah, that's the way that thing typically goes with that award. Yep. You know what you did last year matters almost just as much as you're doing now. So he's got that the going for him more so than picture. anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. If he can stay up top one, top two, top three. Yep. Chance for him, I think, to, to go I don't know the, the, push through the first. The live, the live odds, but, I mean, look. Oh, dude, he's got to be top five. Oh. I, I, easy. Maybe he's top three. How is he not the favorite? I would I would. He is our favorite. I'm assuming he should be a, close to a betting favorite, because, too. You know, because what, you know, in terms of if you're just putting both rosters side by side. Started the year without Jaron, too. You know, the Pelicans roster and the Grizzlies roster is, it's, it's, it's pretty similar in terms of talent. You know, like you would say they're very close. Um. I mean, Willie, Willie's in the conversation. I think that's probably that's probably uh, Taylor's biggest competition is Willie Green, because he's a you know second year guy, and and uh, that team was did they make the playoffs last year? Did they get in. They were playing. Playing. Yeah, and they they got to see. That's what I'm telling you. They got to accomplish something. No, well, you got to give Willie Green his his flowers. Willie Green is is it? And see, that's a Mike Brown and uh, what the Sacramento, the what do you call it, the Purple Beam, whatever the heck they well, got going I, on. I don't you know. haven't done enough of that yet. Yeah, that's to a where joke. you're going to top a Taylor Jenkins, who's been yeah. doing this now a couple of years at a high, at, at the highest level. No, I I totally agree. So I'm saying he's already got the edge. He's yeah. already got the head start on those guys. Well, somebody's got a campaign for old T Jink, man. No, you you don't need to. You, you, well, yeah, okay. I thought you were going to campaign for Willie Fritz. I mean, Willie, uh, I'll Willie campaign, Green. I'll, but I will campaign for Willie What's, Fritz What else with the Willies and great coaches? <laughs> it's just if Willie Green, Willie Fritz, both great coaches. Willie Gregory, great CEO. You know, a, a business. Willie Gregory, great Nike, businessman. Yes. Willie Nelson, great musician. I mean, if your name is Willie and that's kind of what you go by, odds are pretty good you're going to be a success in whatever it is you do. Unless you're Willie Lump Lump. Unless you're Willie Lump Lump. Willie Lump Learn from Willie Lump Lump. He's the he is the uh the Willie that didn't didn't make it to the top. Jones is kind oh. of the cautionary tale, isn't he? Mm-hmm. You don't ever want to be Willie Lump Lump. Who's it in that it's him Boys and, in the hood. and him and uh Russell Resthaven. You don't want to be Russell Resthaven, right? Right. And Russell Ray ended his girl, you know, leave him. Russell Resthaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you, want, you want that? Well, it was always you don't want to be a rest haven, John. That was always the same growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the same. It's sort of the same logic there but with Willie Lump Lump. Different story. Willie Lump Lump, but it's like this. It's different but same. Know what I mean, okay. It is. <laughs> One day I'll tell you the tale. I don't know if you you sound like that guy that heard about Willie Lump Lump, but doesn't necessarily know the details. Well, I mean, One day I'll fill you in on that story. Uh, there, today, what happened to him? Today, not today. Ty's Jones' performance last night, though. 
is probably the, the it's the singular one. It's twenty eight and ten, and it's uh, you know twenty eight ten and five. It's it, it's the one that feels like, you know, because again, the job is to extrapolate this. The job is to say, all right, let's just take this out of the vacuum of one game, one night, whatever. It's to extrapolate this. And Tyus is a guy who we, we saw it against Minnesota in the playoff series last year. He is a guy where if you get dried up a little bit offensively. He is a dude who you can call on and can make big-time shots for you. And he's never going to be asked to score 28 points, okay, all things being equal. But, I mean, how many, how many championship teams have we seen come and, come and go where there is, like, a guy who you don't necessarily expect that just has, like, a, a, a legendary performance? Like, think about those Heat teams. Mike Miller had, you know, huge, huge nights as a rotation guy. Yeah. Ray Allen hit some big shots. I mean, the Spurs had nothing but those kinds of dudes, you know. Um, and you know, the Warriors had, you know, Jordan Poole last season before he was the Jordan Poole that we know today. So it's like you got to have that guy who you can sort of throw down on the on the table as your big joker who nobody is expecting to show up. And I feel like for the Grizz, that could be Tyus Jones or maybe even Santi, given the given the circumstances. I don't know. It could be one of those two. But now, no, no, it could be Zaire. We'll see. It, right, it's you emerging know. though. I mean, and, and the, not that this is news. It's not like oh my god, Ty, we we we've known this for some time. But it's like no, I think Tyus deserves all the money for for those that said he was overpaid. Yes, you know, for a backup point guard, I think he he deserves all the money he got. His importance and to remember, me cannot be overstated. Twenty and five last year without John Moran. Big part of that is Tyus Jones. Uh, last year when you're the number two seed in the West. And, and again, you can break down the numbers and say before last night you're disappointed overall with his season, but I would tell you to throw that out. L- get settled in the second unit first. Look yes. at how many rookies he's played with this season. The, uh, so many unknowns in terms of what's this going to look like when we roll all this inexperience out there. He's had to play through that too. And so, again, Tyus is a luxury. Yes, he is. Quite frankly. And he's, he's with this team. So it's, it's the right guy at the right time. And, again, having him allows you to get wins like last night where, where he leads you with a career high. I think, look, I know we've gone a long way to say that Tyus is not a starter in this league. There was nowhere else where he could have gone. They would have been clamoring for him. Dude. We, we need to stop with that and just consider yes. it the luxury you have that yes. he's the best damn backup point guard in this situation. Well, he's a, he's a proxy yeah. starter. He's a proxy and, starter for the Grizzlies. Yeah, I could put him down in Orlando. I bet you he teach a few things down there about folk playing point guard, all them damn guard, young guards they got down there. And I bet you Tyus if, if you teach co- you something down there. If you I combine bet you start them down all, there. they wouldn't be as good as Tyus Jones. There you go. He answered, who, what do we, who we got? We got Cole. Foltz. Foltz is down there. Uh, Still needs more polish. Suggs didn't play last night. That's all. Uh, you that, tell me he couldn't start for Orlando? Well, oh, not yeah. again. The, the timing well, I where think, they are. With I their, think I think they have they reached their uh, their middle, their limit on point guards on the roster. I think they don't think they can have another one. No, my point is that you really you got a starter really. Oh, he's a is he an starter. elite level starter? You're going to see on uh, oh. on Sports Center every night, Duncan and all. No, but but for what he is for the Grizzlies, it's an absolute luxury. Well, that's why, and they, he should be highly paid. That was my thing. You go twenty you know, and five without Jolly. You know, we had year. this discussion back in the playoffs. You know, and and I. It's not that you didn't want to keep him. You just didn't think they would be able to afford him. You didn't think that because like, we both expected there to be a maybe a I'm, more robust market. One. Yeah, at least one. And and and, and the Grizz are fortunate but because once the next guy. I was it. saying in February and March of last year that if they don't keep Tyus Jones, it's going to show up in the win loss. And like again, nights like that are are exactly what I was thinking of. Like that's a win that you can directly attribute to having Tyus Jones too. You know, and I'm not saying he's the most important player on this team, but. 
you got to have a roster of guys like that who can step up. We were, we were going through this yesterday. We we're like, all right, how how can the Grizzlies pull off Sir Rock on Ice? We we're like, first guy we said, you know, Dylan Brooks, Tyus Jones. You know, mm-hmm. those are the, those are the two. So when Ish hits the fan, and you got to pull the cord, who can you? Who is it? Be, you know, we know Job, we know Jeremy, we know Desmond Bay when he gets back, but who else? Tyus with is with so many list. other teams, with most the majority of NBA teams, man, there's a huge drop off when you go from Absolutely. your leader in terms Absolutely. of ball usage, right, to that second guy, to the point that you're like, man, got to get him back into the game. There's this huge drop off, yeah. and with Tyus, there's not. That's that's the luxury yes. of having him. He's that, you capable know, of giving you who, nights last night where there's not that drop off, John, when you no go doubt. to a second unit guy, or as in last night's case, he can step up and be a first unit guy for you. Most teams in the NBA do not have that. The Warriors do nothing not have close that. to that. The Warriors don't when have that. Starters come on off the floor, it is OV. You yes. got to get him back out there. Sometimes the rest, the stint on the bench gets shorter yes. because it gets so bad. There is not this drop-off when you go to Tyus. It's a luxury. Yes. There's, I mean, very, very few, man. Very, very few. So, super impressive night for the Grizzlies last night. Um, and 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 this is just what they do, right? They're just adding to uh, the long list of very impressive wins they picked up along the way. They have the plucky Oklahoma City Thunder tomorrow night. Inside FedEx form, are they just coming one. off a weird win or something? Yeah, well, against the dysfunctional Hawks. Hawks. Uh, your boy Trey Young is going through it with his coach. I don't know why you call him my boy. Well, you love him. You love him. No, you think about Yoda. Did you? Uh, did you? Did you hear the press conference that he had? Mm-mm. I don't even want to imitate his voice. I don't want to do that. Trey, don't, don't do it. Yeah, I don't want to do. But that. what did he say? M O N. He uh, <laughs> he said that was a private matter that was made public. Whatever Between it him was, and the coach. yeah, whatever, because he didn't. Because I, I give the reporter credit, man. The reporter was like going at his ass. The reporter was like, "You were healthy and you didn't show up to the game, Trey. You're the face of the franchise. What's that all about?" He was like, "Well, oh, I missed that." You know, he's like, "Well, you know, um, I, I, you know, it's a private matter. I don't want to make it public, and it was unfortunately made public, but it should have been private." La la la. And then the reporter came back and he goes, "Well, John Collins had a boot on, and he was still there. So what do you have to say to that?" And he he. Trey looked at the reporter like dead in the face and was like, man, you, you, he goes, I'm not talking about it anymore. Like he was getting, and then they lost last night to the Thunder at the house. Oh no. So they're reeling, bro. I'm, I'll be, I'll be checking in, man. I know what's going on. I know, I know there are two truths in this world. That is one, the Grizzlies have a culture. Two, the Orlando Magic are horrible. And they, I'm just telling you, you can lock yourself into a cryo chamber for 25 years, and you can come out of that thing, thaw out, them folks still going to suck. All right? What about Bancaro, man? Bro. You're not going to pull him out of it? You're going to have to get out of there. Mike's going to have to get a trade. You and Mike going to have to get Bancaro out of there. That roster Y'all have to go sucks. in there and extract him and get Paolo out of there. Now, I will say, Bol Bol had one nice little behind-the-back thing last night. Oh, he he's all, he always good for a highlight or two. But, but man. He can't stay out there all game. Yeah, he can't. He sure can't. That that team sucks. That team sucks. Who's running that ship? I don't even know. I don't even know who it is, man. Uh, yeah, they'll be fired. They'll be joining John Robinson here soon. But that's a mess, dude. The Orlando Magic are a mess. We'll talk to Trista Crick, uh, get, her, get her thoughts on the NBA, Grizzlies, and more. Stick around. Jason and John, I turn to- This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Chris Craig, the host of BetMGM Tonight. NBA connoisseur. Join us every single Tuesday here on the show. She's here now. What's up, Trista? How you been? What is that music? I really like this song a lot. This is uh, Calvin Austin. Oh, so Calvin, <laughs> Calvin, uh, Calvin Harris. Stay with me. Calvin Harris. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Calvin Austin great. plays receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, <laughs> Maybe may a great artist. I don't know. Look, we got to talk about some things. Let's do it. Been a long time. You've had a couple things going on. You've been on vacation. You had some appointments. So you've kind of, you know, you've managed to avoid us here for the last couple. But I feel like a lot has changed. I feel like you've changed a lot in the last two weeks. I personally have changed. Me, yeah. my soul has changed. So, uh, feel free to explain. Well, I'm, I'm gonna let you do that because what I need to know is why you keep gassing up the Sacramento Kings of all the, of all the causes that you could use your exploding platform for. You have chosen to adopt the slaw-ass Sacramento Kings. I need to understand why. Well, that that mentality right there has got to be why. Like, a lot of people just hate on them for no reason. No, no, there's a reason. There's a reason. Well, there's an old reason, right? Like, there's old narrative. But facts don't care about your feelings right now, John. And the Sacramento Kings right now are very good basketball team. Like they are. They just nothing that you see on the court tells you anything other than what they are, which is a highly efficient, pretty good defensive team that plays a very fun brand of basketball that I think everybody wants to see if they didn't if they didn't have the name Sacramento Kings on their jersey. And on top of that, let's be honest, those those tweets do numbers. Tweets about the Memphis Grizzlies, for whatever reason, we have not gotten enough folks uh, from your good fashion, good old-fashioned radio station to come on over to Twitter and support me uh, for my love for the, the Memphis Grizzlies. Because, because, because we... We sense you have another... Well, no, 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 no. So you're, you're, you're being nice. Jason's going to be nice about it. You know, we celebrate real success. You know, we, we wait for that. We wait for the real success. The Sacramento Kings have beaten three teams... With winning records this season, and they want to, they want to, oh, wow. they want to blast ultralight beams out of the arena. They want to blast ultralight beams out of the arena for beating who? For beating the Pistons? 
for beating the Pistons. That's that's a team that's never been there before. That's what they do. It's not they old beat, narratives. They beat the they beat the Bulls. They beat the Clippers. They beat the Pacers. They beat the Suns. Uh, who else did they beat? They beat yes, the Grizz. The, the, they, they, they beat, beat the, the Grizz. Nets. They beat the Nets by thirty. They beat the Grizz. They beat the Cavs. They beat the Lakers. They beat the Warriors. They've beaten up on a lot of folks. It ain't it ain't ultra light bean time. They beat up they beat up on the Heat. I mean, they've beaten some teams, guys. Like you got to stay woke. I, I'm I'm resting hard. I'm resting hard yeah, on this team. Tell. I'm resting hard on this team, and I'm just saying, like, it's just it feels like too much. That's all. It just look, they might be coming. They might. They're they're coming. They are coming. They are. But the beam. The beam is really beam. what does it for the me. Beam the beam team. The beam team. The beam I'm triggers going, me. I'm going to – I'm going – I can tell. I am going to Sacramento in January, and I really hope that the Kings beat the Lakers when I go because I personally want to be the one to push the button to light the beam. Like, that's all I want, really. I just want to do that. I'm going to go out there with a, with a blazer that looks like a disco ball, and, and I'm going to light that beam. I'm going to warm – Warm my hands up on that purple laser beam. Better coaching job thus far, Mike Brown or Taylor Jenkins on the early season? Let's see where your loyalties truly lie. Oh, I mean, I think Taylor Jenkins is the same same coach that he's been last year, which is really, really good. Like, really, really good. Did- uh, I think actually, I think actually, I put in, a, I did a thing. You know, you guys know what how I feel about the Lakers. Don't like them. Can't stand them. Don't want them to succeed in any way, shape, or form. But if if they make it to the top six, which I, I I can't stand that idea, but they are eight and two in their last ten, and Anthony Davis is playing like an MVP. I put in a I want to say it was eighty to one Darvin Ham to win Coach of the Year, hoping that that just mushes them into some level of irrelevancy again. I feel a you know that I appreciate that. Because you know that it was a donation, and if, if it does mush them, then that was a it was a donation well well worth making. A worthy cause, yes. yeah, worthy cause. Un- I, I make donations un- like that all the time. Unlike the King yeah. stuff, man. I will say, it just sounds a little bit. And I don't think you mean it maliciously, but it almost feels like Taylor Jenkins is being penalized because he's been so good, and the Grizz have been so good for so long. But that's who gets it, Monty Williams. Yeah, no. Yeah. Like yeah, it's, it's, I mean, the Grizzlies are the Grizzlies were the sexy thing last year because they kind of came out of nowhere, right? And now because they're sort of doing it all over again, you know, they're like the older sibling when the new one comes along gets a little neglected here. Are you? Are where are you in the brotherly ranking? Are you a, an only I'm an, child? I'm an older brother. Child? I'm an older brother, you know, yeah, and yeah, I remember okay. what that felt like. I remember when little brother came along, and he's still baby to this day. He's still baby to this day. I feel like the king's the younger brother here. Like, yeah, no, I can tell that you're feeling that. I mean, look at it. Like, Grizzlies, Grizzlies 15 and 9, Kings, Kings 13 and 9. So, uh, two games back of the Grizz. Just a fun race. I think the West is really fun. Like, if you look at it, outside of the Clippers, the Clippers aren't very fun. We know that, right? Like, this team is not fun to watch. Like, they are an awful brand of basketball to watch. Uh, obviously, the Timberwolves, awful brand of basketball to watch. I did a whole podcast on the Mavericks and why I think that they are cooked. They are sunk outside of Luka just being one of the just superheroes on earth. That's a bad basketball team. 
but the West in general, I think, is like super, super interesting. Look at the Nuggets. They're kind of just sliding under the radar. You know, Blazers with Dame are obviously a different team. Without Dame, this is not a good team, but that's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's like Jaw would be a whole season without Jaw. You probably would lose some games, too. But, no, it's, I think the West is awesome. You guys know how I feel about the Grizzlies. They're, but there is something to be said for a team that has been really bad for a really long time, getting a new coach who's never really been seen as this, like this, I don't know how to put it, good, a good coach. Like Mike Brown on the Cleveland Cavaliers is not this version of Mike Brown we see now. And they kind of took everyone by surprise. They're going to win their, they're going to go over their win total, which a lot of people were hating on them for. They're going to make the playoffs. And like De'Aaron Fox is, is a star. He's going to be an all-star. And Demonis Sabonis is really, really good as well. So it's, an interesting, yeah, I think that's an interesting study in people, you know, teams coming out of nowhere. You mentioned doing the podcast on the Mavs and just how you don't like it. Set aside what Luke is and the superstar, the way that's constructed. Is, is is that going for what did you? What conclusion did you come to in terms of what they've done with the roster? Is there a way out? Is are they just screwed with the way they've constructed it? What did you determine for Dallas in terms of its its sad fate? It sounds like because this sounds like good yeah. news for us. Yeah, I think it is good news for you guys, really. And I think probably if you would have beaten the Warriors, you would have gone to the finals. Like, I don't think the Mavs would have been in your way. Um, Yeah, I think that in general there's a lot of inconsistency in terms of who's making decisions, right? Like, you've got Nico Harrison, who works for Nike for 20 years, who's a new GM, comes in and brings in Christian Wood, and it doesn't appear that Jason Kidd wanted Christian Wood at all because Christian Wood's not starting – uh, there's a lot of chatter around kind of why that is. Mm-hmm. Some people say it's because he's extremely selfish. Sometimes, some people say it's because Jason Kidd just has a vendetta. Some people say it's because Christian Wood doesn't have the basketball IQ and he makes bad decisions and makes and doesn't play great defense. All that stuff is fine, but, like, you should all be on the same page. Yep. And I was talking to an executive of an NBA team when I went to the Soul Night Invitational, and he said, listen, like, the GM, the owner – the coach should all be operating in lockstep. And like the thing as a head coach that you need is your GM to be trying to instill your vision, like what you want to do as a team, they should be building the roster around that. And if they don't have belief in you as a coach and what you want on a team, then you shouldn't be there. A la Tim, Tom Thibodeau in New York. Like they're clearly giving him pieces. He does not want and asking him to just be like a chef on chopped. Right. And like, just make that happen. Like, no, it doesn't matter to, you know, that I know that like the style of play is the same with these pieces, but just make it work. Right. Yep. And so I think that's happened to Jason Kidd. I don't think Jason Kidd it has learned as much as we thought he did last year. I think a lot of that came from sort of late, late stage momentum, Jalen Brunson, Brunson, his excellence. And now you've got a roster with like Kemba Walker on it and Christian Wood and Spencer Dinwiddie being the secondary scorer. And, you know, thank God that Tim Hardaway has been on a heater because without him, you know, shooting eight threes, making eight threes a game, like this team could be 12th in the West. No doubt. You know, speaking of which, I mean, I know know we asked you like a variation of this question pretty much every other time you come on, but last night you mentioned it, the, the, the Pacers beat the Warriors at the Chase Center and they didn't have Halliburton and the Warriors basically had all their dudes like it, no Wiggins. 
Okay, no Wiggins, fine. But Steph played and you know Clay played. I mean, they like you should still be able to handle the paces at your place, you know, without Halliburton. What I mean, is this a scenario where Warriors flip a switch in February and they can like be relevant again, or is this something that's a little bit more insidious? I would say the optimist in me, or I guess the person who feels existential dread from the Warriors always being dominant thinks that they're just going to figure it out, right? Like, Kaminga is just going to pass the ball and find a way to play a role, right? His role is you you just watch where stuff goes. When you get the ball, you find stuff, right? Draymond, you just have to be a really good defensive player that can also operate like a playmaker. And, you know, Steph has to be Steph. If, if Clay and Jordan Poole are some versions of who they were in the playoffs, I think this team is fine. Um, are they as good? as they were last year? Probably not, but that's just because the role players aren't as good. They they don't have Bialicia or Gary Payton or Otto Porter, and, like, those guys are no names, you know, to casual fans, but those blue guys are who help teams win championships, and, and that's why I think, you know, back to the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies are a very deep team, but some of the issues that you guys have, too, are because you've lost depth. You've lost Kyle Anderson. You've lost the Anthony Mountain. So, what do you do at the trade deadline? How do you sort of expand that? Are guys who you know didn't have bigger roles, are they going to expand their roles and be those guys this year? Um, all those things are sort of left to be seen, and that's why the NBA is exciting because that growth happens you know over time, and by the time April rolls around, we'll see who's who. Trista, did you see that Grizz depth on display last night, beating the Miami Heat with seven guys unavailable, including Ja, Bain, and Jaron Jackson Jr.? We don't need no beams. Yeah. Weezy Dubs. They had no beans. They had G League guys out there, and they beat the Heat. They did, and Jimmy Butler got locked down. He had what eighteen. Lockdown. Kyler, I mean, Kyle, Kyle Lowry sucks. Yeah, he it's really it is over for. I, I agree with you. It's over for him. He just cries out there it, for the most part all day long and it wiggles. Is it is over? And listen, I think the biggest thing that you guys did in the offseason, I've said this to you guys before, is maintaining Tyus Jones. Like, you needed him. Yep. He had, what, 28 last night? Career Ten high. Assists, yep. f- five rebounds. Like, he can, he can shoulder the burden when dudes are out. And I told you guys this once. I'll tell you this a thousand times. I freaking love Sandy Aldama. Like, I just love him. I love him. I think he is a perfect role player for this team, can do a bunch of different things. You know, 18 points, 10 rebounds. Like, he can assist as well didn't last night too much but like i really really like him for this team and obviously he wasn't a part of it last year in any meaningful way slim spain yeah that's what we call him around here yeah i like that i like slim that spain. and of course yeah and of course you know Devin, uh, desmond bain when when he's fully healthy things are gonna really cook swole shooter swole shooters what we call him around here he's a ladies man too he's like well he's got he's i think oh, he, no, he's, he's, he's got fine. yes he's got a, like desmond I don't know if Desmond Bain well, listens to this see, program, but Desmond you. Bain is a certified lover boy. I, like, I, I, and I told John that. Who were you still claiming? What you mean? Remember when we argued who the who the lady? Oh, I said Stephen Adams. This fool said Stephen Adams, Trista. No one cared who I was till I put on the mask. But, it, but it's Bain from a woman's standpoint, isn't it? Yeah, he's he's fine. I mean, I don't care that he has a negative wingspan. I don't care. At what all. about <laughs> what about Stephen Adams though? Little arm. You don't like but what Stephen Adams brings to the table with the accent and the he's seven foot. Oh, and all I, I love Stephen Adams. He's a little intimidating though. He's seven feet tall. Yeah. Uh, we go to a yeah. me and Stephen Adams are on a date. 
I'm starting to get like, man, he's physically imposing. Well, yeah, you know? but he I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, you're not. You're, you don't have to worry about Desmond Bain because he has a negative wingspan, kind of a thing. <laughs> I can just get out of his reach if I need to run away. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I suppose that is a calculation you have to make in this day and age, man. I, I guess you do. I trust. Glad to have you. Desmond Bain. I'm just kidding. We're right. glad to have you back from vacation, Tristan. Have we fun you. with the whole beam be thing. There. Have fun with the beam. Beam team. Beam team. Jump on the beam team. I'm out. No. I'm not. I want no part of that beam team. <laughs> Shine that beam and shove it up some ass. All right? That's how I feel about the beam. Thanks, Trista. Warm Thank me you. me up on that beam. Later. <laughs> she is Trista Crick. Joins us every single Tuesday here on the show. I would be fine with it if, if not for the beam. That's, what I, that's how I'll leave it. It's just a little much to me. Win something first. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.